If you have spent time in the spiritual, self-help, or psychology community, chances are you have heard the term parts work. Today, I'm going to tell you what parts work is and also give you one of my simple processes for how to do it. I want you to keep in mind, though, that I could write several books on parts work alone, so what you're going to hear in this video is a condensed version, basically a crash course on the subject. introduce ourselves to someone, we call ourselves by one name. For example, I'm going to stick my hand out and say, I am Teal. What this means is that we consider ourselves to be a singularity. The problem with this is that this is actually not the truth of us. It's not the truth of consciousness. Consciousness is split and it is fragmented. So that you can have a thorough understanding of this, if you have not done so already, I want you to stop this video now and watch my video titled Fragmentation, the Worldwide Disease before you continue to watch the rest of this video. To reiterate, even though you have one body, within that body you have multiple selves. And perhaps the best way to visualize this is to imagine that inside you you have multiple Siamese twins. We consider them Siamese twins because they share one body. Each one has its own identity, its own desires, needs, perspectives, strengths, weaknesses, and appearance. There's really no limit to how many can be inside a person. Again, the major mistake we make within society is to think that a very limited number of people in the world have multiple personality disorder. In fact, all adults that I have ever met in my life have multiple personalities. The question is to what degree. Most of us are not walking around calling ourselves by different names. However, how many people do you know that have different sides? Everyone? How many people behave completely differently in one scenario than they do in another? How many people can't make a decision because they feel torn? These are all indications that we have multiple selves operating within us at any given time. Our degree of internal suffering is about the degree of harmony or lack thereof between these internal selves. Ready to go even deeper? Trauma is the primary experience in a human life that causes fragmentation of the psyche. However, fragmentation is something that you are opting into even before you come into this physical life. It's part of being a physical being. Each cell in your body has an individual consciousness, which we could in fact call a part. And every organ that is made up of those cells has an individual consciousness, that we could also call a part. Looking at it this way, an organ in your body is actually a collective consciousness. And we can treat any collective consciousness as a singularity. Now if you look at yourself like this, because you're made up of cells and organs and all kinds of different things, you function more like an ecosystem. An ecosystem is a collective consciousness, which we could treat as a singularity and call a part. You are a part within the universe called your name. We could treat any collective consciousness as a singularity so as to completely focus on and learn from it. This is the bedrock of what we are doing with parts work. Without you knowing it, I just actually gave you the definition for internal peace. Now for most of you who are into spirituality, who are into psychology, who are into self-help, you have heard this term, inner peace, constantly. But most of the time, people think that inner peace means that you found some thing, some external thing or some practice that has caused you to feel a sense of peace, calm, and harmony inside. This is not actually what internal peace is. Inner peace simply means that all these internal Siamese twins or fragments these parts that add up to the amalgamation you call by your name 
are all coexisting harmoniously. They're in alignment instead of in a state of opposition to one another. Something to understand about parts work is that just like meditation, no person holds the copyright to working with fragments within a person's being. Nobody owns the copyright to working with fragments of consciousness. Now, anybody who involves parts work as part of their methodology in general is most likely going to develop their own methods, their own practices, their own philosophy behind it, and I am no exception. I have very good reason for why I do work with fragments within the psyche the way that I do it. When I teach you parts work, I'm going to be teaching you my methodology and my practices. There are so many different philosophies and methods and techniques that fall into the category of parts work. Parts work is simply the term that is caught on to represent the ideology behind them all. For example, you have internal family systems, gestalt, inner shamanic journey work, Freudian psychology, art therapy, play therapy, acting schools, Jungian psychology, inner child work, ego state theory, voice dialogue, and the list goes on and on. Keep in mind that shadow work are technique, practices, and processes that help you become aware of what you are currently unconscious of. Now, most of you are unconscious of your parts. They're totally subconscious. I mean, did you know that your psyche and that your being and that your consciousness in general was completely fragmented until today? No, so it's subconscious. This makes parts work essentially a shadow work process. You can do parts work by yourself. You can also do it facilitated by someone else. But today, for this video, I'm going to show you a very simple process for how to do it on yourself. Now, you can go into just one part within yourself. This is really great for gaining self-awareness. However, the majority of your issues in life where you're feeling a lot of pain, a lot of that conflict, is a result of two of these internal parts being against each other. Therefore, what I'm going to show you today here in a second is how you, at home and alone without assistance, can do parts work with these two opposed fragments within yourself. So you can have a better understanding of how exactly to do this process if you're by yourself. I'm going to bring in one of my team members named Graciela. This is Graciela. First, you're going to identify the parts you're going to work with. Obviously, if you've got two parts that are opposed to each other, kind of have a little bit of an idea of what you might want to work with. So do you have an idea? Yes. The part of me that doesn't take action when I have the awareness. How have you noticed this part? I have a lot of awareness, a lot of shadow work, and not enough action. Okay. So what she's going to do, what you're going to do, is to set up two chairs. Now if you're doing this in a room, it's better to set these chairs up more distant or more apart than these current chairs. But we've got two chairs, you see? Now what you're going to do is that you're going to feel which one of you is more dominant right now. Do you feel like the part of you that won't take action is more dominant? Or yes. whatever's on the other side of that? No, the first one. Okay, so picking that one that's more dominant, what you're going to do is you're going to pick one of these chairs. And when you sit down in this chair, you're going to sit down as only that part of you. So you're no longer Graciela. You are only that one part within you. When you first sit down in this chair, you're going to spend some time getting used to it, as if you are at a foreign being. 
Basically, you're only diving into the perspective of and becoming that one part of yourself, as if it's the totality of you. Another way of thinking about this is that by sitting in this one chair, you're channeling only that one part of you and allowing it to take over your entire body and awareness. You're going to be considering things like, what do I feel like? How big or small am I? Do I feel female or male? Human or not human? How old do I feel? Where do I feel like I am? You're simply becoming aware of it without asking it to express or questioning it. I'm so angry. Ugh. Now, what Graciela is going to be doing here, if you notice, as this part, is she's going to be allowing this part to just express what it feels, what it's thinking, and what it's wanting. You have the choice to do this in a written format, you also have the choice to record yourself and do it in a spoken format, like what you're going to be watching her do right now. What you're watching will be no different written, it's just going to be in writing instead, and my suggestion is that if you choose to do it that way, you work first, if it's difficult for you, with the hand that is non-dominant, because your non-dominant hand is more closely linked to your subconscious mind, so it usually makes the exercise easier. That being said, the better you get at this, the easier and easier this gets. It doesn't matter which hand you use to write if you're choosing to do this in a written format. Let's see the spoken format. I'm so angry. I, I actually even can't believe we're doing this. My job is to keep her safe, and this is not safe. I'm preventing her from being exposed. And she's on camera. Great. It's great. Oh, it's so bad. I'm debating whether or not she's let her be punished so she learns not to move. Who is her? The other person. I'm a type of bodyguard. Male. I keep her safe from her dad. Every time she moved, he would notice. So she's not allowed to move. But I'm so mad we're doing this right now. It's really frustrating. It's, I want to teach her a lesson because she doesn't get that she's not supposed to be exposed. So I'm just going to let her get in trouble so she learns. Again, you're just going to let this part express as much as it wants. You may feel questions arise from somewhere deep within you. You can ask these questions to this part. Things like, when did this start? Or when did this change for you? Or what would you be doing instead if you could do anything and why? Any question that arises can help you gain deeper clarity about this part of you. Two questions that you need to remember to ask are how this part feels about the central personality. For example, using Graciela here, you would ask this part, how do you feel about Graciela? I fucking hate her. Why is she changing? I, I fucking hate what she's done in the last six years. She's not supposed to. She's supposed to not be noticed. 
I'm feeling like I'm out of control now. And I, I want to punish her for it. I especially feel like that middle aspect is like gaining power and doing things that she shouldn't be. Another thing you should remember to ask this part you're dealing with is how it feels towards the parts on the opposite or other side of it, the other side of the split. Don't be surprised if it has no awareness of the other part. Also understand that it can have any type of relationship with the other part. It may hate the other part, love the other part, consider the other part a protector, minimize the other part, etc. Any relationship that's possible in the outside world is possible in the inside world. It's weak. It shouldn't exist. It's taking up space when it shouldn't. Actually, every time I put that one down, I feel better about myself. I like being in control. What am I so mad about? It just, it feels everything's out of control. And the only way you can have control is to actually hurt someone. Yeah. By stopping this part, I prevent more damage than I would have. I'm convinced I'm keeping her safe. Oh, I'm, I'm even mad at the cameras. Okay, what am I keeping her safe from? She's not gonna get tortured this way. I mean, she's gonna have some torture, but it's not the same kind. I actually don't like questioning myself, so I kind of want to just leave things the way they are. I don't know why everyone's getting in my business right now. What you are watching right now can go on for a very long time, depending on which part you're working with. You're trying to get as deep as you can into the perspective, understand it as much as you can, and naturally when it says things, that's going to give rise to certain questions within yourself that you have about this part. And then you can dive within that perspective even deeper to see what the answer to those questions is. For the sake of consolidation of time here, when it feels like this first part has said what it wants and needs to say, and you've explored it so as to have a good understanding of it, also when it feels willing to explore the other part, to let you do that rather, you're going to stand up from the chair. When you do this, imagine leaving that part of you sitting in the chair. You're going to turn back around and look at the chair you just came out of, as if that part of you is sitting in front of you. 
imagine, sense, or feel that part of you. Your perspective of it from this middle point perspective will often be different than the perspective you had when you were inside of it. What does this tell you about yourself? It's interesting because from the outside, that part actually looks a lot smaller. And it, it like from the inside, it felt like a big man. And from the outside, it feels like a... It almost looked like a rock, but smaller. What does this tell you about yourself, initially? There's no right or wrong answer here. Well, being in that, it was kind of interesting because I've never come up with a part like that before. They all seem to be different. Um, that one's a lot like my dad. It, 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 from the outside, it feels the same way. It's a lot smaller. I feel like, and I have no idea what's going to be on the other side, but like looking at the size of that one, um, it actually feels scared. Actually, yeah. It's like the more I go towards it, the smaller it gets. Mm -hmm. So it's actually much more in powerlessness than in power. Yeah, standing out here, I feel more empowered. Okay, the next step is to sit down in the other chair that you set up in the room. But when you do this, this time you're sitting down as the opposite part. Now, keep in mind that you can do this one of two ways. It may be obvious to you what two parts you're dealing with. On one side, the part that won't let you move forward. On the other side, the part that wants to move forward. However, you don't necessarily need to know what's on the other side of a part. For example, using this scenario that we're in right now, you can sit down simply as whatever is opposite the other one. Because most of the time when you're doing parts work, you're dealing with a definitive split between two fragments within the psyche. There is an exception, which is a three-way split. A three-way split is where one vulnerable aspect has two opposing protector aspects. However, that's rare, so the majority of the time what you're going to be dealing with is a split between two aspects of being. Sitting down as this opposite part now, you're going to do the exact same process as you did with the first part, but with this part now. I just want to talk to people from this one. <laughs> Hi everyone. I don't, I'm actually, I don't feel like I can relate to that one at all. Or am aware of that one. I kind of want to move away from that one now. Um, hi everyone. Um, okay, so why am I on the other side of that one? I don't know, I just feel like everyone doesn't want me to exist in this house. It's just, no one's friendly. Everyone's always uptight and in trouble. I don't know what to do. I feel a lot more feminine in this one. 
and playful. I just want to hang out with people. <laughs> I just realized I have no idea where I am or how old I am. I feel like I actually I remember this. I uh, there was a swing I used to have. And I actually feel like I'm out in the garden over the house I was in when I was five. It's like I'm I'm the one who loved it. I'm the one who wanted to go out and wanted to meet new people. What else did I like? Wait. That would make me younger. I want to say I'm older than that one, but I don't feel that way. But I do at the same time. It's weird. I also don't understand why I can't move forward. I'm actually starting to get that I was not cut off with what has been happening because it's it's um, it's like I'm I don't I'm not aware of the reality of that one. I feel much more fun and free, and that one doesn't look that way. From from this perspective, it kind of feels like a. Um, it's not even a person. It feels like a, a shell. A clam? Clam. Clam. What do I feel like? It may be a good idea also when you're in this process to question what role the other part plays in its life and what role it plays in, in this case, Graciela's life. I don't know who that person is. But I, I remember where I got this from. I'm starting to remember a lot of things. Um, the Little Mermaid. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of like Ariel. Me being more like Ariel. You'd go into a climb. Um, to be safe. I don't remember what happened to make me want that. I just, I didn't feel safe. Hmm, it's interesting. I also, um, I'm asking myself, what else, like, what else happened because I didn't feel safe and it, I, I lost my voice, like Ariel did. And I, I kind of, I feel really separated from that one because I'm starting to remember, remember some things, but it's not, it, it's like we've been living two different realities. I just like being happy and having fun.
I'll remember to ask how this part feels about Graciela. I'm not aware of her. That suggests that this part is a deeply suppressed part. I, I actually feel like I know when I went away. It was around three. Why did they go up? I just was, um, I felt like my dad was gonna hit me. And that's when I decided I was gonna go away. That's interesting. Um, I wanted to go away because I was trying to make him aware that he was hurting me and he it didn't work. So I felt like the only thing I could do was go away. And maybe he would notice. But he didn't notice. Also, consider what is the difference? What is the split exactly? What's the difference between the way that this part operates and the other part is operating? We want to become aware of what the conflict actually is. I feel so naive. I, I kind of feel like that's why the other part took over. And I, I was too naive for what was happening. And that part seemed to know what it was doing to keep me safe. So I just let it take over. Let me go explore. <laughs> now when, when you have identified that this one part is protecting you, you want to become very conscious of exactly how it goes about protecting you. Well, it feels safe to me because it puts me inside of a shell. That's what it feels like to me. From, from my perspective, it kind of looks like my dad. What this means, by the way, for those of you who are watching, is that this part, the one that Graciela was just inside of, is in fact an internalized version of her father. Everybody internalizes their parents, so with that exception you will have a part inside you, or multiple parts, that are an exact replica of mom, dad, or any other influential figures from childhood. So, how does this one keep me safe? Well, ironically, it keeps me locked up in a small space so I don't move or make a noise. You know what I just realized? It does the same thing my dad used to do. Where it's like, I don't want you to exist right now. Let's put you in a small space. Yeah, moving gets me in trouble, and I can't. 
Yeah, I can't. Well, I'm aware I can't be a kid. I'm really wanting to go outside. <laughs> I feel like hopping in my chair. I'm feeling stuck now. Yeah, I, I don't. I I don't want to be restricted anymore. I keep looking outside because I want to go play outside. I want to go explore specifically. Yeah, this isn't. This doesn't work. One of the principal awarenesses that you can bring to either of these parts is that if they don't find some kind of an agreement or alignment, then they're going to be in a world of pain because they're in the same body. We're in the same body. <laughs> I thought that one had a different body than me. It's gross. That one also almost seems icky. Now. Um, I don't want to be that hard. Okay. I, well, I really want to change this because I'm freaking out now. That's not my body. Like, that's not how my body's supposed to look. When it feels like the second part has said what it wants and needs to say, and you've explored it so as to have a good understanding of it, and when it is also interested in finding a kind of alignment or hearing from the other part, you're going to again stand up from the chair. When you do this, just like you did the first time, imagine leaving that part of you sitting in the chair. Now you're going to turn back around and look at the chair you just came out of, as if that part of you is sitting in front of you. Imagine, sense, or feel that part of you. Your perspective of it from this middle point will often be different than the perspective you had of it when you were inside of it. What does it tell you about yourself? That part actually looks like a hyper kit from the outside. It's like um, almost jumping on the chair. It's really interesting because I, I have no access to that. I, yeah, I don't remember ever being an active kid. So that would suggest, when you're doing parts work, that that part is deeply, deeply suppressed. It's what you have disowned, rejected, and denied within yourself. So as to stay safe. <laughs> that would explain why I'm a match to a lot of active people. <laughs> <laughs> no, tell the story. People will like that. Um... The story is, like, I'm a match to athletes. Meanwhile, I'm like, no, leave me on the couch. Don't move me. Get me a lazy dog. <laughs> then I see this. See, what the universe is doing is it's, it's mirroring your most suppressed parts. So somebody who has disowned their activity will now be surrounded by active type people. Yeah, like, that one can't sit down for two seconds. How do you feel towards this part? I like it. It's kind of weird that it's part of me. It's so this that disowned. Mm -hmm. So take a moment also when you're standing up like this to look at both parts now as if they were both sitting in their respective chairs in front of you. What do you notice about them when you imagine, sense, or feel them both sitting in front of you and next to each other now? The one on this side um, doesn't look like a person. 
now. It's almost like a hyper kid who got a great idea from watching a show. And this is the idea that they got. Um, because it's like this part keeps getting smaller and smaller and smaller until it's just like a thing on the chair. Now what she's describing is quite common with parts work. What I call this personally is a deflation. Usually when you are feeding one part with so much of your energy, it's inflated. It's causing an imbalance within the system. And as you bring your conscious awareness to it, and it starts to lose its negative power, it begins to deflate. That's quite healthy. Yeah, it almost seems like an, an inanimate object now. If you allow your awareness to touch these parts, the process of integration will already be occurring. So technically, you could simply become aware of them like we've done and make them aware of each other, which we've done, and that will have initiated the healing. However, the aim of this kind of parts work is to create conflict resolution between these opposed parts. You can consider your intention to be to bring enough awareness to each part that each part begins to release its resistance to the other and find alignment instead. What you can do is to go back into the first or second parts as many times as you want or feel called to in order to create this resolve between them. Simply remember to come back into the center point perspective each time you do this. By setting this intention, you're acting as a kind of mediator for your own two parts. Okay. Let me go back into the first one. Now, notice whether there has been a change or no change as a result of this part observing what we have been doing here. I feel less angry, a little bit more... I want to say territorial is the best word to describe it. But I also feel like I lost my job. Mm. My job was to keep that one a secret. This is quite common when parts whose job it is to protect other parts suddenly find out that the strategy they're using doesn't work anymore. What needs to happen is a repurposing. So a repurposing means that this part begins to consider what role it now wants to serve, if any, in the life of Graciela or in the life of the opposite part. I'm not sure I do want to serve a purpose anymore. I, I can tell that I was formed in the image of her dad. And no part of her is like that. It's only like that to survive her dad. And I can, I can actually see now I'm making her tired all the time. Um, which I don't want to do anymore. I feel like I did keep her, I did, I did my job. I kept her safe from her dad. That's it. So if a part does this, what you can do is to give it permission to dissipate or dissolve. If it has no function and it doesn't want to serve a function or a purpose anymore, you can ask its energy to combine with the rest of Graciela or to lend itself to Graciela's conscious mind in this particular situation. 
she wants something else. Um, well, I've been described as a clam. And I kind of want that part to throw me into the ocean. So I can just... If a part says that, it's okay to close your eyes and imagine, sense, or feel the other part. You can kind of close your eyes and feel whether the other part's on board with that or not. Chances are it will be in this case. You can imagine, sense, or feel exactly what this one just asked for happening. I I actually can't do that from this space because I was also um, meant to be unattuned to her. So I don't really have access to what we need. I have access to how to protect us okay. from death. So given that this part just said that, what do you feel like as Graciela needs to happen right now? Stand up. Okay. Go back into the center point perspective. Remember, anytime you're switching back and forth, you need to first come to the center point perspective each time you do this and observe it from the outside. It's weird because I can feel the doneness of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. And I'm also feeling kind of dizzy at the same time. That's normal. That is totally normal. When a deflation occurs, when integration occurs, it messes with your biology completely. It's like, ironically, it's a little bit like, thank you to the bad partner I had for saving me from the other bad partner. That makes perfect sense. Okay. Okay. I'm ready to go into this one. <laughs> Just feel like smiling at this one. <laughs> um, it's kind of sad. I feel like I'm going to miss that one. It's weird because I, I know I actually like what I don't know what to do with is, is the feeling of like I, I take everything as part of me and like letting that go doesn't feel great. But I also know that it's it's best interest. I like its idea of like kind of honoring it and throwing it into the water. Well, I, I actually that made me feel better because I just realized that I would kind of be permanently making that one safe. And so it didn't have to. Actual safety. Wow. I just realized I can give it actual safety. I actually can also tell that that this is the part that's the reason we spend a lot of time in the water. <laughs> okay. Okay, when you are doing this process, if one part does not begin to agree with the other, I don't want you to think about striking compromise. You can't force resolve and compromise is damaging. Compromise means I'll take some pain and you take some pain in order for us to stay connected. Instead, you want to be focused on the third option. The third option is something that is a yes. This feels good to both of us. Okay, so I want to see that part. Okay. 
I want to see it safe in the water and see how that feels. So what are you going to imagine? Let me reference this aerial. Um, I, I want... So I'm standing on a rock. And I'm going to let it go into the water. And I want to wait till it sinks all the way to the bottom of the sand. And I kind of want sand to cover it a bit. Okay, so I'm letting that happen. It's interesting because as it's doing that, I kind of feel like I'm pulling myself out and I don't feel as naive anymore. It's like my essence is coming back. Oh, yeah, this means that a part that you've disowned is now reintegrating with your conscious mind who happens to be the age you're at, so it's, it's also starting to grow up. That's where it belongs now. When parts begin to merge or reintegrate like you're watching right now, it can go like you just saw. It can feel like the two have reached peace or agreement, a new arrangement. It can also feel like they're literally dissolving into one. The goal is for the tension between them to turn into relief and alignment. It felt more like we were dissolving into one. I actually, I was afraid that I was going to lose that part, but I don't feel like I've lost anything. Okay, so again. So don't feel as young. You can stand up now into the center point perspective. So what do you notice now? Kind of just felt like that one integrated. Mm -hmm. um, so what does it look like? like me. Um, it's older now. It, it's like the me that would have been if I didn't have all the trauma, almost. It, it, it feels safe. Now, as your conscious mind, I want you to consider whether you choose with your free will to integrate this new integrated aspect of self into your conscious mind. Now, closing your eyes, imagine or sense or feel that aspect being re-owned by you in this healed state of being. Actually, I want to sit back in the chair. feels more uplifting. This is what you want to notice after you have done your parts work. This last step here is to really imagine, sense, and feel how does this change things for me? How has this parts work session made life different? I don't feel, I don't feel like I'm constantly in trouble. 
And then if I want to go explore, it's fine. So before it kind of felt like if I had an interest, I had it for two seconds and then it was gone. Now I feel like I can go explore it. You can also tell I'm more interested in people. Eventually, when your system gets used to parts work, your awakened ego will become stronger and stronger, and your parts themselves will gain awareness, and so they will be increasingly oriented towards and interested in finding alignment. As a result, what you're going to notice is that they will begin to soften quickly, and without having to go into each one over and over, they will begin to merge into one, or one may even choose to disappear because that part does not have a role it wants to fill anymore. Do you feel complete? Mm-hmm. I feel a lot happier. <laughs> Thank you for joining us. Ta-da! When someone is facilitating parts work, what they're going to be doing is acting more like a guide or a mediator for the entire process. They're going to essentially become the ultimate relationship counselor for these two parts of you. That's not what you watched there. What you watched was me simply letting you know how to do it when you're totally by yourself. If I was facilitating parts work, you would have watched me be the one who was actively questioning, actively bringing awareness to both of these parts, actively trying to give suggestions so that they could come back into alignment with one another. Here are some important pointers when it comes to parts work. The first thing, I don't care how violent, vengeful, hateful, stuck, victim-y, or anything else a part is. You cannot do good parts work while you're in resistance to that part at the very same time. This can in fact enhance a split and make a conflict between parts worse. The right attitude to have is curiosity and the intention to offer it awareness that will help it, not even to change it. I can't even tell you how many times also people have approached one part within themselves thinking that part needed to change when in fact it had the truth. <laughs> When you're doing this parts work, where you're sitting down fully into one perspective and then fully into the other perspective, there's nothing wrong with that part resisting the other part. In fact, you're going to watch some violent language and other things like that come out from one part towards another part. What I'm talking about is that your center point perspective, or what you're calling Teal or Graciela in the last case, can't hold that negative judgment towards any one of these parts and do good work with it. It's very simple to explain what I mean here. I want you to imagine that you're an addict. And I walk up to you and I'm like, oh god, this is despicable. Can't you see how much you're destroying everyone's life around you? I mean, my god, you know you're hurting people and you can't stop anyway? What's going to happen with you towards me? Are you going to be open to me? Are you going to feel softer or harder in self-protection? Now something needs to be soft in order to be pliable enough to change or to shift or to merge with something else. So what we want to do is to adopt an attitude that's going to help that softness within any part that we're focused towards occur. This means you want to approach any part with openness, curiosity, focus, softness within yourself. In other words, act in a way relative to this process that inspires willingness, openness, and softness. The reason that I specifically think it's critical to come into a center point perspective whenever you're doing parts work is because parts work is not simply an integrative process. It's a process of disidentification. 
you know what this means. It means that this process doesn't just make you feel better in your life, and it means that this process doesn't just help you with self-awareness. It means that this process quite literally has the capacity to cause what you call awakening or enlightenment. If you go all the way into a part and then step out of that part, you are realizing a powerful truth. You're seeing that you are at one time all of these parts, and therefore no one single part. This causes your identity to grow in the direction of oneness, which can be considered the awakened or enlightened ego. Now, I know what I just said may make some of you choke. The concept that an ego can be awakened or enlightened, I mean, I thought the ego was completely the opposite of awakened and enlightened. No, actually. And if you want more understanding of this concept, you can watch my video titled, Oneness is not the ultimate truth of this universe. When you get that you are all, and therefore none of these parts, suddenly you become choice. You can draw from the incredible resources of any part. They no longer have control over you. In this way, parts work becomes one of the methods to actualize enlightenment. Until you allow yourself to fully go into the complete perspective of your parts, you have about as much awareness of yourself as your neighbor has of you, mostly a mix of paltry observations, judgments, and projections. <laughs> also, you never know the truth of a part until you dive completely into it. It will absolutely shock you how different it can be being inside a perspective versus what you think it might be being inside that perspective or what you think something's truth might be. Parts work takes this concept of you need to walk a mile in someone else's shoes to a whole new level. There are a million tips and tools and suggestions and different ways of doing things that make parts work more effective. There's a million different awarenesses that you're going to gain as a result of doing this not only about the universe at large, but about parts work itself, about the human psyche. <laughs> so consider this your crash course. As with anything, the more that you practice, the better you're going to get at this, the more awareness you're going to gain. Just be aware when you practice parts work that the part that is doing the parts work can itself be a part. Have a good week.